The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only, meaning no children, young teenagers, or rule of three. Life in the world to come is a work of fiction, and improv is hard. Some of the topics discussed may be upsetting to some listeners, and if that is the case for you, then steal your heart. Take courage, for darker things lurk on the horizon. A disclaimer. Alright, we're going to try a warm-up exercise that I was taught at the Stanislavski School. Okay. While studying the Meisner technique. Okay. Are we recording? Under, uh, under um, Ro- Ro- Romanov Chekhov. Okay. Um, and this is this is an exercise that we used to do in improv classes and in sobbing in each other's arms classes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> of a, a which is a part of every uh, theater curriculum at yes. any college. Yes, it is. Um, all right. So, look at me. Yeah. I maintain eye contact. Yes. So I need both eyes. So come okay. out from behind the screen. It sounds going to get a little worse. Yep. We just had a whole conversation where you were telling me to lean into the mic. But... I know. I okay. know. But just, I know. Put your hands out. Put them together uh-huh. like you're praying. Yes. Okay. We open. Are you going to mirror me here? And we're going to start a rhythm. And once we have a rhythm, we're going to begin to chant cream. 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 Why do I feel like I'm being cream. tricked? Cream. 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 No. Cream. 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 I um, wish I wish that we could show your face here because you looked horrified. I, was, I don't know why every atom in my body was screaming, "This is a trap!" <laughs> like, like, there's gonna be a bit like someone like my high school bully's gonna come out and call me a call me a queer. I mean, like, I don't know what's happening right now. That was absolutely a bit. Okay. You know, yeah. that, I, that wasn't a yeah, real. I could uh, tell it. You know what the fucked up thing about theater exercises is? Is there's you? It could have been. Anyone, that's yeah. a theater exercise now that had enough in common with every other theater exercise i've ever done that right. like if i did if i was like teaching a class and did that with a bunch of kids none of them would question it i feel like all theater exercises are just soft brainwashing techniques right i think it's, so it's just supposed to like you're just like supposed to kind of get like lulled into like a kind of rhythm which like you know does have the effect of bringing you closer to the people that you're doing it with and allowing mm. you to better empathize with them. But like if I was doing that while also telling you that I'm God and you can't leave the <laughs> compound, <laughs> then like I bet I bet I bet people would be less likely to leave the compound and more likely to call me God. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. No no no. It have to it would have to be I don't want to leave. You have to you have to get them to affirm it themselves. <laughs> That's the trick, is you have to make them think that this is what they want, that they're making their own decisions. I'm staying on my own accord. I'm staying on my own accord. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get you 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 get a large enough group together for a session of zip zap zop and a a dark energy begins to swirl around the room. <laughs> Because there's something, because there's like, it's it's just like, you get, you get more than 20 people in a circle playing zip, zap, zop uh-huh. for more than three minutes. And you start to get the distinct impression that like, hey, like if, if we all came to the consensus that someone should die, we would go kill them. <laughs> there's like, there was like, we could like, there, there is a, there is like a weird sort of. Yeah. 99% of actors want to do a one man show, but just don't know how to write. Yeah. 
That's that's my belief. I hate everything I've said so far. I I, I like it so far. I'm not I'm not feeling it. I don't think the cream worked. So we need to find something that sparks joy inside Will Wood. That's a difficult thing. Well, that... we're going to do... I think that's. I think we just found the goal for today's episode. Oh, that's sweet. We're going to fix you today. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a psychology podcast now. It's a very gonna... special episode of Life in the World <laughs> to Come. come. We're, we're finally going to... We're going to figure out what Will's whole deal is. And we're going to solve it. Tell me about I, I don't. I don't. Want, I don't like this at all, because any any bit that I do is going to be too dark. It's going to be bad. It's going to be all just like references well, no, no, to no, no, things. Because no, no, no. we're not. Because that... that's the thing. We're not. We're not going in there to find your trauma. That's not the point of this. Oh, it's it's very easy to find. Uh, yo, that's. But we're not looking for it. We're, okay. we're seeing it. Look, this is a. This is a. Look. You already know what it is. It's a fixer upper. That's what it is. It's okay. like this. This house is is full of cobwebs and none of the toilets work. <laughs> And there is a ghost. There it's... is a very scary ghost in the attic, and he's there, and he's showing up for the camera. It's a big deal. We're like, fuck, ghosts are real, and we found out on HGTV. That's the house that you're in. I and, love that. But the thing is, the, the, this house, also, like, hey, the view from the attic room is incredible. There's, like, a lake in the back and all these trees. And there's this nice little breakfast nook that's a little dusty. But, like, you know, if you just got to clean it up. And so you got to find the things in the house that are good. What is it that you like about this house? And it doesn't have to be like what you like about yourself, but like what what makes what makes Will Wood happy? What what things spark that little that little jolt of energy inside you that make you go? Being tied up. Uh, Let me just change the subject because I do I, like all I, of this. I don't. Yeah, that's fine. Let's change the subject. <laughs> I, although I do like the subject. You mentioned ghosts. Yeah. You mentioned a uh, haunting. Yes. I kind of want to get out the spirit box. Oh fuck! We absolutely should get out. We're we're coming in with guns a blazing because we're here to talk about ghosts today. I'm gonna go get the spirit box. Let's go get the spirit box. I'll be right back. All right. Maybe I'll maybe I'll solo cast for five minutes. Go for it, man. Maybe I won't. It won't take five minutes. Yeah, I'm just, it's probably just going to be, be me, uh, you know, well, I mean, doing what I am right now, which is just sort of, just sort of making sure that there's not dead air, but not actually saying anything in particular, just sort of doing, just like the vocal equivalent of a Jackson Pollock, just kind of filling space on the canvas. And it's only once you're, you've, you've kind of backed away from the canvas that you can... Uh, really kind of see the broader compass. Okay, he's back. Good. Thank God. All right. So let's, let's do some ghost stuff. All right. So this right here is the PSP 17 Spirit. The 7T. Sorry. This right here is the PSP 7T Spirit Box. This right by here. By ITC Research Devices. This, this right here is a ham radio that a nerd made. This is a <laughs> dumb nerd device <laughs> that basically the way it works is... It sweeps through radio stations and frequencies really, really fast. And the idea is that spirits can manipulate the sounds that result 
in order to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stupid. It makes no sense. Yeah, There's no work. reason to think that that's how anything would work. We did it for like 15 minutes last night and we got no definitive answers. It also might just be that this house isn't haunted. No. No, that's that's not up for debate. I don't think so. This house is absolutely 100% haunted. It has to be. That's true. You know, there, It does have that scary door right there. It has the scary door that, what was his name that we said his name was? It was uh, either Tim or Greg or something. It was it was something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul. Yeah. There's a scary man who lives in this weird door, <laughs> some like halfway up the wall in my studio. Yeah, oh, right, but he's not a ghost, he's just a scary man. Yeah, no, he's just a scary man. He's I think we said he doesn't have skin. Scary man. Yeah, he's, well, he's I, a scary man, I said. That's, that is pretty scary. But he is alive, unfortunately. You like how that door is open? I did not open it. I remember, I was there when it opened. Well, it has only become more ajar over time. Because <laughs> I remember, I talked about it on the podcast, is because the first time I was here, there was a bed in this room, and I slept in it, and it was closed when I went to sleep, and it was open when I woke up. And that is why we know that this house is haunted. Because uh, the something opened that. It's true. And so it was today, probably a very scary ghost. Probably, we're going to find out. We're gonna t- you're gonna find out using the PSB seven T spirit box by ITC Research Devices. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I am curious what ITC stands for, but yes, I am ready. I'm terribly g- crampy. That's a bad name. It doesn't have much to do with ghosts. Uh, let's ask you, let's ask some questions. It's oh wait no I got I got it. Let's ask it a question. <gasps> oh, I love <laughs> Let's, that. We're, we're going to... Okay, hold on a second. Welcome, everybody, to Life in the World to Come, where we answer your questions about how to survive the oncoming apocalypse. I'm Will Wood. I'm Chris Dunn, and we have a special third mic tonight. That's it's the, right. It's the scary spirit that lives inside Will's house. See, we're going to be using the S- the PSB-7T spirit box by ITC Research Devices in order to access the scary, scary ghost that lives behind the scary door in m- the wall... In, in uh, uh, halfway up the wall, basically on the ceiling, there's a spooky, uh, there's a spooky door, and we think there's a ghost in there. So we're using the spirit box to communicate with it. And the way the spirit box works is you turn it on, and it starts scanning through radio, uh, uh, radio frequencies, and ghosts manipulate that. Did you know that? That that's how that's how ghosts who, talk. Who knows how they figured that out? And before we had radios, ghosts were. We're just sad and quiet. They just didn't know what to do. <laughs> they just could, there was simply no way for them to contact this mortal coil. And so other we're than going tossing to, books around. We're going to be using ghost power in addition to our psychic abilities in order to see a little bit more clearly into the future today, mm-hmm. because ghosts exist beyond time and space, and therefore will help us uh, give you tips on how to survive the apocalypse, which will be very haunted. And this is a happy good, Halloween. Happy Halloween, yeah. This is a good opportunity because it gives it's it's a, a chance for me to knock out some of the uh, bad Instagram questions. It's time to activate the spirit box. It's time to act- <laughs> there we go. It's time. Hold on. Hold on. It's time to activate the spirit box. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this is, uh, we're going to do this question. This is a question that someone asked us on Patreon. Um, hello, Spirit. Um, I would like to ask you, um, fave pair of boobs? Is there a spirit in this room tonight who can answer this question? What is your favorite pair of boobs? 
What is was that many tits? I got nothing from that. I Liz, I'm look, I'm pushing for many tits. Okay, so <laughs> the answer is many tits. It may, that's and I think that's the thing is that this is a very this is a real equal opportunity ghost. You know what? Hold on a second. The vibe is wrong. We're not going to talk to spirits that's in this true. bright fucking room. No, we gotta we gotta spook things up a little bit. All right, should I get a scented candle? Oh, you want to get? Yeah, I mean, if you want to do that, listen, too. let's do it. And okay. I'm gonna get the bong as well. I'm You're not gonna get the bong. <laughs> I'll be right back. All right. With a candle? We're going to light ourselves a candle tonight. This time, I'm just going to be silent the whole time. That's crazy. And I'm still going to leave it in the air. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting them in the mood. No, I think it's great. Yeah. Think yeah. Sure. Okay. Will's taking a spooky piss right now. Uh, you don't know this about about Will Wood. This is a fun little fun fact. That you can uh, add to the wikis and whatnot, um, which is that his he's got his pee is scary. Um, in like a in like a Lovecraftian way that I can't really uh, describe. Um, his piss is haunting. In like a it's like it's like psychological. Will's piss will uh, result in many a restless night. Tossing and turning beneath sweat-drenched sheets. Your mind haunted with the vision of Will's piss. Oh, he brought a skull. He brought skull and teeth. Oh, man. Oh, man. We gotta summon whoever's teeth those are. There's probably multiple people's teeth in that jar. We gotta summon them all. Those are real teeth. I wanna, inha- like I, wanna, I wanna have them all inhabit my body. The teeth? Yeah, just like I, I, I want to be a shaman. Possessed by teeth. Yes. I'll be right back. Okay. Will's going again. He didn't. He didn't do his very scary piss yet. But maybe if you listen close, you'll be able to hear it. Um. The. Uh. The anguished wails, um, that emanate from the tip of Will's penis whenever he, whenever he urinates. <laughs> It's every time. It's, uh... Christopher! I don't like it when he talks to me. Design! I don't... The ghost of a civil war, General! <laughs> Will, Will, Will has a... Has the go- <laughs> Will has, a, has an old civil war general haunting his penis. It's it, it will it's it's the it's the worst possible STD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I picked up the ghost of Robert E. Lee from a hooker in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, racists have weird STDs. <sighs> All right, we've got our 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 deep red candle going. We've got a a, a little vial of real human teeth that John gave me. We've got we a little it. rubber skull. Can you turn off that light? Yeah. Welcome, everybody, this to life in the world to now. come. Halloween extravaganza. <laughs> I'm William Wood. I'm the... the, the Vampire? Wolf, the wolf man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh. Dracula. <laughs> I'm a mummy. <laughs> I'm a murderer, <laughs> and welcome to life in the world to come. 
let's let's do this. I'm gonna find a real question. I'm gonna ask it to him. We're gonna let the spirit box take it first. Okay. And then we'll build off it. Okay. Sounds yeah, good. So it'll be it'll be we'll still get our opinions in there. All right. Uh, clap of thunder, flash of lightning, uh, and uh, let's do it. Spirits currently present in this room. I know there's at least a couple of you. We need your help tonight. Our incredible psychic abilities give us the power to see the future and witness the horrors of the impending apocalypse. But we need your second sight, your uh, additional spiritual support, so that we can give even more terrifyingly accurate information to our listeners. So, spirits, please... Help us out. Help a brother out. We uh, just just let us know if you're here, you're listening, and you're able to help us on our uh, uh, our, our podcast. Here we go. Hold All on, right. hold on, hold on. I want to con- spirits. Can you hear me? I I heard. Uh yes. Yeah. That yeah, I I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, okay. I'll t- for the sake of this podcast, I'll take that as a yes. Okay. Um what what's what's your name, spirit? Jordan? Okay. So Jordan. this is Jordan Jordan's here. <laughs> um Jordan's here to help us out. Hey, okay. So Jordan, um you're new to the podcast. So we're just going to do some of our questions get pretty conceptual, but this is a pretty straightforward one. Um, it's a very, really, really, really basic question. How will flirting work in the world to come? It's easy. What do you got to say, Jordan? Trapping. Trapping. <laughs> That's actually, I think, that that does match some of the uh, uh, visions <laughs> yeah. that I've had. I don't really want to talk about it. Well, it's That's like, too dark. Well, what if, what if it's like a really cute trap? You know what? Yeah, I think the, the darkest the part is the fact that I said it was too dark. Let's delete that part. <laughs> well, no, no, because no, I think you're totally right to have that reaction, but we can make it cute. Okay, like, good. All right. Here's the, here's the thing. The, it's a it's a it's a kind of a dance that you're gonna have to do. Okay. Because, you know, culture is gonna be different in the world to come. Like like shocking someone, like surprising someone uh-huh. with like a with with anything, be it uh, their their swift and immediate death. Or a profession of love is is going to be like the way to go about it. So like it can still be consensual. Like you're you're gonna want to you're gonna want to trap the object of your affection. Uh huh. But like you know, it's the thing. Like so you they, you know they're walking through the forest. They walk onto like a big pile of leaves. They fall into this huge pit. Right. Um. There's like a tiger chained on the other end of the pit. And then the tiger says, "You're so cute." Yeah. Well, then and then it's like you 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 come to the edge of the pit and you're like, "Do you will you date me?" And, <laughs> And then if, and if, you know, if they say yes, you throw them a ladder, but if they say no, you also throw them the ladder and you're like, I respect that. Um, I'm sorry for bothering you. Okay. So it's more about getting people's attention. Yeah. yeah, That's, it's like, it's like peacocking. Okay. (laughs) It's it's like, yeah. uh, Setting up an elaborate Wile E. Coyote trap for the object of your affection is going to be the equivalent of like wearing like a big loud hat. Right. It'll be demonstrating your value and your power to your potential (laughs) mate because that's going to be your clever, your craftiness, your ingenuity. How resourceful you are in this world where all you can do to survive is be as resourceful as possible. I can't believe you made this whole system of ropes and pulleys out of just wooden twine. That's so hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. What's your name? 
Richard. Well, Richard, it looks like you got yourself a date, mister, and you go and you eat people well, together. Well, yeah, no, you know, and then you go on a date, and it's nice, and you, like, you, you have, like, a nice meal of people, and, you know, <laughs> you, you walk home holding hands, and it's, it's, it's this, and you really, like, you start to feel this really deep connection, and you come back, and you go back, and you make love. You make love, and it's, 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 it's not the most intense lovemaking you've ever had, uh-huh. but there's something more to it. It's 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 safe you mm. feel accepted in it it feels like it's you can't do anything wrong and it's you both have an amazing time and then you're laying there post post coitus and you're like they're they're cuddled up next to you and you you turn to look them in the eyes and they've got a fucking knife at your throat <laughs> the tables have turned okay and then they're like will you date me and you're like yes and they're like okay and i, I love I, that and you're like i wouldn't it was i wouldn't have stabbed you but i needed to express my love and that's the twist right there <laughs> yeah. that's the big twist is that yes it'll be a trap <laughs> just like it is today you take a girl home and within one or two dates they're like what are we and you're just like fucking christ it was a trap so it's gonna yeah. be the same <laughs> it's gonna be like that it's gonna be the same except the first date will oftentimes include like uh like a little box with a stick propping it up and uh there'll be like a, a food in the middle of it that you're desperate for and you crawl into it on your hands and knees you're covered in blood you've been fighting dogs all day yeah <laughs> and you get trapped in this little box because you're basically just drunk off of exhaustion and hunger and you fall for this really, really simple trap, but it makes you really impressed by the other person, and you think they're hot, you agree to sleep with them. Next thing you know, oh my god, I'm getting married next week, guys. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but the yep. old ball and chain is get, you know? You know, shit. I, I feel like relationships are gonna be, like, you, you know, like, uh, like in the Pink Panther, how he, like, paid an assistant to just, like, attack him at random times? I don't recall, but... Was like, that was the thing in that movie, like, his, his assistant, like, he would, like, pay his assistant to just, like accost him with karate <laughs> yeah okay at, at just like random intervals to like keep him on his toes yeah I, like most romantic relationships will follow a very similar path well you're gonna need a level of violence in your interpersonal relationships because violence is the answer yeah um especially <laughs> in the always. world to come right violence is always the answer in the world to come and because the vast majority of your interpersonal conflicts and mating rituals and just expressions of affection for one another will be done by a display of your own power and allowing them to survive it. <laughs> yes, it's that's there's nothing sexier than being like, you know, I could have killed you, yeah, but I <laughs> like, wouldn't. But I wouldn't. I never would. But I could at any time. All I would have to all, all that it would take is me wanting to. But I don't want to. And I never want to. But I could never forget that. But I won't do it. But I could. But I won't. It's going to be one of the sexiest things you can do <laughs> is unsheath your claws. <laughs> yeah. You might have claws. If you can, unsheath them. Never ma mistake my kindness for weakness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you can break your lover's kneecaps <laughs> or just shy of break them. You know, give them a trick knee for the next for the rest of their lives. You've done damage to their bodies that is irreparable. I want to uh, make this clear is that it's it's, you know, it's reciprocal. Oh, yeah. No, they'll like they're, they're going to be the breaking your kneecaps, too. And it's just how you express affection. Right. If you put your lover's life at stake regularly in order to show affection and she doesn't do it back, you're in a loveless relationship. you got to get out of there, man. The, the concept of pleasure is going to be so far removed to most people's daily experiences. Yeah. That, like... When seek when you know the the instinct when seeking pleasure is just going to be seeking greater and more interesting forms of pain. 
Exactly. Because like the idea that something could feel good isn't even going to enter your mind. Well, it's not even it's not even like yeah, it's not even part of your conceptual framework of the world anymore yes. after the bombs drop and exactly. God is uh, there. Yeah. And so chilling. Chilling. Mm-hmm. God's just going to be chilling there. It's going to be one of the biggest problems in the world to come is God's going to be chilling and he's real big. <laughs> he takes up most of like the of like the central United States, just hey, kind of hanging out on the ground. You know how they say he's got the whole world in his hands? Yeah, he's gonna drop it. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be too chill. He's gonna be too chill. He's gonna drop the world from his hands, and ever, that's gonna send you're us just like laying in space. bed on your phone too high, and like it's like really late, and you're sleeping, <laughs> and your phone, you're like just on your phone, just kind of like slips out of your hands onto the floor, it just, or beans <laughs> like, you right in the forehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. Yeah, only that's what, yeah, that's what God's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be one of the main inciting uh, events that leads to the apocalypse. Um, so God will no longer have the whole world in his hands, which I think uh, I, I think is, is something that we should consult the spirits about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jordan. Jordan. Um, can we, can we just agree that it's Jordan Peterson? Uh, that's what I, that's why I pointed it out when I, we said his name was Jordan. I okay. was like, oh man, is it... Did, I, he, did he finally take too many of whatever drug he takes? <laughs> I love that. I, I love that, like, like Jordan Peterson died earlier tonight, and the first <laughs> place he came was this podcast. Yeah, because I was the, I, I'm the, because I'm the only decent person who, who thinks that he's interesting. <laughs> it's, 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 no, I, I like to imagine that it's just, like, he died, and he's just like, why... Well, I got, I got to be on a podcast. I gotta, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to exist as a conscious entity without projecting my opinion out into the world. And so literally he found, he found the first podcast that was like sending a signal out to a spirit. That's what like, it was. <laughs> so, so, okay. So welcome to this, the first ever crossover episode, episode. <laughs> between life and the world to come and the Jordan B. Peterson podcast. Um, Jordan. Um, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, um, I, I let, let's let, I mean, we probably, he probably has a lot of thoughts about God. Right. What do you think God's role will be in the world to come? Did I hear big pimp? Yeah, um, I didn't, but yeah, that's exactly what he just said. <laughs> I'm, Pretty sure he said <laughs> big pimp. Big pimp. <laughs> what is God. God's role in the apocalypse? Big pimp God. God will be a bit. And I, you know what? Hey, <laughs> he always has been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, there's, 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 there's the, there's the, you know, a lot of people talk about, about, you know, you know, they say Fifty Cent is a pretty big pimp. You know, P Diddy, that guy's a pimp. Big, you know, biggest pimp, pimp of all. He's, G-O-D up there. In the the sky. Lord. The big, big, big pimp in the sky. <laughs> big pimp in, in the, the sky. sky. <laughs> the big, beautiful sky pimp. So, um, yeah, God will be uh, big pimpin' in the world to come. Yeah. And, it's and like, he'll insist that you call him that. Yeah. And it's more like it's it has less to do with, like, sex work and more to just the general vibe and energy of a pimp. Yeah. Like, he's like a pimp in the way that Black Dynamite was a pimp in the film Black Dynamite, in which the, he was just kind of like a cool guy who did cool guy stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah. He's going to have a big, wide-brim, floppy hat. Yeah. <laughs> leopard print coat. Uh, you know, uh, really expensive shades. Big He's going to twirl his cane. Yeah. Yeah, way too many rings. rings. Yeah. Like he's going to wiggle his fingers, and they're going to clatter together. Like, it makes like a, like, it makes like a very, like, kind of... 
like like very elegant but powerful noise when he like rests his cane on the ground and just kind of like puts his hands on top of it yeah just the way his rings clink against it but if you if you beef <laughs> with geo double d yeah <laughs> he will pull the handle off of his cane and oh, reveal and a big knife it is a blade it's yeah. definitely a blade cane. he's definitely got a blade cane <laughs> so big pimp and geo double d <laughs> you're not gonna want to fuck with him he's gonna be wandering the wastes yeah just collecting all of the virgin hose that he can right <laughs> um and then i don't know uh something about uh I mean, there, I, what there is, do you, I don't know. There's no conclusion to the story because that's it's just an ongoing situation. I was gonna say, yeah, because like I was gonna, I was thinking to myself, what is a pimp's goal? What yeah. is it? What do pimps want? And the answer is money, but like pimps want to be pimping. That's really it. That's yeah. kind of it. Yeah. So and yet, this pimping involved <laughs> being rich. Yeah, usually. But if again, succeeding. This is this is less a pimp in like the like you know like the job title and more pimp in like the like a lifestyle like a yeah. kind of general vibe. Yeah, all like, God won't necessarily be a pimp as much as he will be big pimping. <laughs> <laughs> all churches will be converted to strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and uh and head shops. <laughs> yeah. Let's ask Dr. Peterson another question about the world to come. Yeah. Let's let's do that. Let me find a question. Let me get a let me get a question. Okay. This oh oh I think Jordan Peterson's actually gonna get a lot out of this one. This one's okay. right down Jordan's alley. <laughs> um, hi Chris and Will. In the world to come, will family tradition still exist? How will wholesome things like sharing family <laughs> dinners and playing board games together be different? All right. So, so Dr. Peterson, tell us about uh, tell us about family tradition and uh, traditional values in the world to come. I think I just heard sure. It, but they'll change, won't they? I'm pretty sure he just said, "Oh, pussy." <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't know what that means. I think, I think Jordan Peterson is taking a hard turn away from his family values. I think that, uh, I, I think that we've reached a point now where Jordan Peterson is no longer a family guy. Now he's like a cool, badass, freewheeling lone wolf. Doctor Peterson, is that is that a, a uh, an accurate representation of who you are as a spirit? Jordan Peterson, do you think that uh, families are for pussies? Yeah, that was, was full blown. Yes. Yeah, that was a yes. That was absolutely a yeah. <laughs> that was a yeah. He doesn't. He yeah. That's a, he was being held down by his like weird daughter who like got him to only eat red meat. We can probably turn that off at this point. Well, I want to know. You want to know more? You want to? I want to know more about uh, uh, Jordan's refusal to uh, participate in traditional family values now that he's a spirit. Yeah, like what? What? What caused? What brought about this change, Jordan? What was that? I'm pretty sure he just said prison. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you heard it here. Family uh, is a prison. <laughs> I'm pretty sure what he's saying is that. Is, is Jordan Peterson died yeah. and went to a prison in the <laughs> in the netherworld He's, and it changed him. We're currently communicating with Jordan Peterson as he from ghost prison. <laughs> Remember the ghost prison from Danny Phantom? Remember that episode? Uh, no, they but to, I bet they they're... go to the ghost zone and there's like a ghost prison. There was a, I 
this is off topic, but like the 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 cosmology of Danny Phantom didn't make any fucking sense. No, clearly not. I feel like the fact that they were ghosts was almost ancillary. There were two episodes where they explained the like living person backstories of the ghosts, and then they just dropped it. They gave a backstory for Box Ghost, and they gave a backstory for like some. I think like one of like like the Rockstar Ghost maybe, and then after that it was just like nah, they're just like monsters they're just like spooky monsters from another dimension that's what it seemed to kind of be is the fact that they were ghosts wasn't really a thing it was more just their things that don't that are magic but i guess you know it turns out that that you know you know who would have thunk it uh bill what's his name uh who did danny phantom and butch hartman yeah but butch hartman was right about the afterlife yeah (laughs) he was the one who was right it's the ghost zone and (laughs) and jordan peterson is calling into the podcast from the prison in the ghost zone from danny phantom i have to say though i think butch hartman would not approve of jordan peterson being in prison in the ghost zone (laughs) because butch hartman is a diehard conservative conservative christian yeah Yeah. like he wasn't originally i don't i or at least like it doesn't come off as any of his cartoons he, he kept it under the surface because barely odd parents is pretty irreverent like they kind of push it for a kid's show sometimes yeah it's surprising to me well he tried to start that's coming hold on a second i i'm getting a, a a phone call okay hello hello oh fuck Unknown number hangs up the second I pick oh, up. Oh shit! I think this room may be extremely haunted. Yeah, we've been we've been we've been being pretty facetious about this ghost stuff. Yeah, there's like a real spirit in here that's like, no, I'm not Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck about your flirting bullshit, families. I'm dead. He's ac- okay. Okay, so maybe this isn't. Maybe this is another man named Jordan. Let's find out. <laughs> that's- no, 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 I disagree. It's Jordan Peterson. Oh, well, 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 okay, fine. You know what? We're not going to give him a chance to even argue with us. No, no, he is Jordan Peterson. We've decided this and it's canon. And I'm not willing okay. to go back on it. That's fine. I don't it's... mind that. I'm always down to have Jordan Peterson on the show. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, but okay, so Jordan Peterson is in prison. He's in ghost prison. He's in ghost prison and it changed him. And he no longer, he th- now he thinks families are for pussies. Yes. Because of his experience in the ghost prison <laughs> from Danny Fanta. <laughs> Dr. Peterson. Do- Dr. Peterson. Um, so can you, I mean, this is, uh, we're kind of digressing from the question, but this is, I feel like an interesting topic of conversation. Like what, what can you tell us about, this is a vice podcast now. What's it like in ghost prison? Tell us about ghost prison. Dr. Peterson. What is it like in ghost prison? Freaky. It's freaky. <laughs> it, I'm not surprised. So what's immediately responded? Didn't have to think about it for a second. What's the freakiest <laughs> part of ghost prison, Doctor Peterson? Well, I mean, <laughs> Doctor Peterson, are you still angry about gender? That musical thing. No. Wow. Wow. Is hey, that one of the things that that the prison system works, you guys? <laughs> At least ghost prison. Ghost prison works. Ghost prison has reformed Jordan Peterson. He no longer believes in traditional family values, and he's not mad about gender anymore. Would you say that's accurate, Doctor Peterson? Definitely. Yeah, I heard definitely. <laughs> wow, that's that's really great to hear. So, would you say that you're like sorry for your time on Earth? Dr. Peterson, are you still here? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Jordan Peterson, sing us a little song. Doctor Peterson, can you sing us a song? <laughs> this is the clearest transmission I've ever heard. <laughs> That's probably good because much more of it, and there might have been copyright issues. <laughs> wow, that was really that was incredible. Yeah, that... we sang us a little song. What was that sound? That was uh, my chair. Oh, okay. Um, it was a very scary ghost. That that was really an incredible session with the with the spirit box. Yeah, the fact that we were able to contact the reformed ghost <laughs> of Doctor Jordan B. Peterson. Peterson in ghost prison. It's really an incredible thing. I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to contact more spirits. Yeah, as um, the episode goes on. I'm sure, yeah. But I, I feel like, yeah, he has to go back and do whatever he does in Ghost Prison. Whale? Probably whale. Yeah. Probably it sounded like he whales. He is yeah. probably whale. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to ask, uh, do you want to do another question? Let's do another question. Okay, this, this, this is, yeah, okay. Uh, hey, glorious men of future sight, I want to know, since I'm kind of addicted to tea, specifically English black tea, I was wondering where or how I could get it if it still exists in any form of the matter. You can cut off someone's hand and steep it in your hot water? That's the thing is that, like, most things, if you steep them in hot water, will produce a flavor. Yeah. So that's... The, op- the options are going to explode open. I mean, I guess they already kind of have, but yeah. you're going to be more likely, you know... A recontextualization of, of, like, your context and what you expect in terms of, like, uh, hygiene and luxury yeah. will, I think, be very freeing for you. Because right now, like, sticking a human finger in a pot of boiling water and then drinking what, you know, drinking that water after letting it steep for a few minutes, it sounds gross. Yeah. I personally wouldn't do that. But after the event... You know, you've eaten fingers already. Yeah, and your this palate is less has advanced. It's, you've, yeah, you have a much more complex palate. Yeah. And you'll be able to appreciate a much wider variety of flavors. You know, for instance, um, poison. Mm. Poison will be really yummy. They don't tell you how good poison tastes. That's the thing. They don't tell you because it would be dangerous if they did. Yeah. You go under your sink right now. Mm-hmm. And like all the, you know, various solvents and uh, cleaners and all that stuff that's under there. You know, you know how mix like, them together. Yeah, you know, you you look at like bleach as a kid, and it's like blue, and you're like, I bet that tastes like blue raspberry. Yeah. Here's the thing, it fucking does. It does. It'll kill you, but it does taste like blue raspberry. But in the world to come, yummy. in the world to come, many of your mutant tumors may uh may uh, develop a shield inside your body that makes you immune to almost all poisons, mm. and you'll be able to enjoy that blue raspberry flavor mm-hmm. and be able to steep a human finger in it. And you'll get a delicious explosion of savory, sweet goodness. And it'll cure COVID. And it'll... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. COVID will still be a problem in the world to come. It will have... It'll have forearms. It'll, it'll... Yeah. It'll be the size of a car. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've done this and exact bit. guns. Yeah. I think, I think someone said something about superbugs. Spirits in this room tonight. Mm. What insights do you have about drinking tea? In the world to come. Crap. Crap. <laughs> I I mean, hey, it's uh, 
Look, it got, look, you. I said it, and I'll say it again. You put anything in a pot of boiling water, it's gonna make a flavor. Yep. And there's just like this nice, rich kind of musky, earthy flavor. You'll be able to take a shit in a bag, steep it in hot water, and get, you know, really nice and relaxed off of that. It's gonna be like a chamomile, only mm. a bit more bitter. Yeah. It's like, hey, that's your flavor. <laughs> it's your home it's your home cooked flavor your body produced it for you and hey if it's good enough you know maybe that's that's a small business opportunity that's true <laughs> that's you know, true shit in a bag sell it to people to put in water and drink it people might trade weaponry for it yeah especially if it's nice and relaxing if you've got a good tea factory in your bowels don't let that go to waste no not for one second sell your shit for guns <laughs> um, to the spirits in this room, I, I I I feel rude that we've asked a question without introducing ourselves. I'm Will Wood. I'm uh, Christopher Dunn, and we're here to ask you questions about the future. We know that ghosts tend to be able to see the future. Uh, is there a spirit in the room tonight who can identify themselves other than Jordan Peterson? Because I'm pretty sure he's off whaling in ghost prison right now. Spirits, what's your name? No one. Oh, don't don't play with us. Don't be no, cheeky no, no, no. with us. I think this is. I think this is. This is a different. This is not like a. Uh, we're not dealing with a ghost. We're dealing with a spirit. We're dealing. Oh. We're we're dealing with some sort of ethereal essence of the universe. So you're nobody. This is, this is like a, a a being of pure consciousness that has existed since the beginning of time. That's powerful. Yeah. So we're gonna call you no one. No one. Are are you are you therefore able to see the future very clearly? I heard sure. Yeah. These are some very apathetic ghosts. Yeah, they don't really seem to care. Giving very middling answers. Just kinda like, yeah, I guess. So so can, (laughs) can you see the past and present alike at the same time? I actually heard somewhere you're not supposed to ask yes or no questions to was, spirit boxes. I was about to say, it's. Like, I feel like the yes or no questions just kind of turns it into a magic eight ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you're just waiting for it to say something that vaguely sounds like a yes or a no. Okay, so, um... Oh, he's talking. He's saying something. That, what did, what did next, that... Next question? <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Is that like next cue? <laughs> um, can, can... Okay, um... Yeah, uh, what's, um, what, uh, oh, uh, uh, did you want a new I just heard I'm waiting, so, um. <laughs> we gotta do a new question. It's not interested in tea, I'm sorry. Wow, oh shit. It, okay, it, we've it, got it, a real, a real essence of consciousness, uh, interdimensional being in this room right now, named no one, and they're gonna answer your questions about life and the world to come because this, this is, actually, is an advanced being here I just found a, a, a question that I think is perfect for no one okay because it like because it sucks <laughs> well, it's yeah. perfect for no one because it's like it wouldn't be fair to for either of us to answer these questions because like as you know we both made a pact uh, not to look into each other's futures yes it's just for like the sake of the timeline and also just like general politeness yeah um but I you know this so let's this is this is I think a good question for nobody. Okay. If you two become rivals in the world to come, what would your tactics be for outliving living one way or another your former friend? So, 
No one, can you tell us what Chris's tactics will be to destroy me when the world ends? That was a scary series of sounds. (laughs) That was some spooky noises that it just made. What did that say? Carrying. So, is, so like, oh fuck, no, I get, no, because I've, I I made this plan in my head. Oh? Yeah, no, I probably shouldn't tell you, but this is, this is, this is how I've often, I've often planned on killing you. (laughs) Which is that we're in the apocalypse. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, we, we're, you know, we, we just got out of some sort of battle with, I assume, a giant skeleton of some kind. Those things are going to be everywhere, so. And you're gravely wounded. Yes. But you've also developed uh, a rapid cellular, cellular regeneration. Uh-huh. So as long as I can get you back to base camp, you'll be fine. Right. But little do you know. Um, you're, you're, you know, you're taking a little up a little bit too much power at the compound. And I think it's time to kind of consolidate things. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, but you know, you're on the ground and you're like, you're in, and, and, and I know if I leave you there, you'll eventually heal. But I'm like, okay, you know, Hey, well, um, we're going to get you at camp. You know, you just get on my back. I'm going to carry you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then. Yeah, you know, just wily e. coyote throw you off a cliff. But okay, that's, that's interesting because um, I heard carrion, oh. and I assumed you were saying that in order to stop me from being able to heal, you would sick carrion beetles. <laughs> oh, that's well, that was planned. I look, I have a whole uh, kind of cataloged system of like uh, different contingencies. I wonder if the spirit is saying that you will carry me into a pit of dermestid beetles <laughs> that will then eat me alive. Uh, uh, that sounds like something I'd do. Nobody, is that what you're saying Chris Dunn is going to do to me after the world ends? It just says very clearly, no yes or no questions. <laughs> yeah, but good. I just heard yep. That, so. that was a yep. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for fucking giving away my fucking strategy. All right, well, what about what... Well, I mean, this is just one possible outcome. What if... What if... What if, <coughs> if Will happens to get the better of me, what would that look like? An apple. An apple. Interesting. That you know what? Classic, elegant, beautiful, fairy (laughs) like a a fairy tale like in its quality. There's something. (laughs) Gonna put on a little robe and offer you a poison apple. Yeah. There's a well. There's a couple ways you could put on a witch robe and offer me a poison apple, or you could dress like a big snake. You know. Try to tell me that it's going to give me infinite knowledge, but it's not. There's just like there's just poison in there. Oh, you're going like a Bible thing. Yeah. I was confused by the big snake thing. <laughs> yeah, no. and, it, and I, I imagine in the in after the event, apples are going to be a very rare commodity. It's like you're you're offering me like a beautiful rare delicacy. How could I possibly say no? It's like a gem in the world to come. Yeah, apples aren't going to be you know growing out of trees like apples they're going to be birthed by apple beasts mm. straight out of their you know birth Cloacas, canal yeah yeah apple beasts are going to be a type of bird yeah. that have no wings and no beaks they're only going to be a bird in essence mm-hmm. um which they... i can't quite explain but it's, <laughs> it's definitely the case it's like they, it, in no way shape or form does it look like a bird but no way like, if a scientist were to like take it open it would be it's simply a bird yeah <laughs> like a, you know, regardless of popular opinion, it is in fact a bird, and, and it only poops out one apple every hundred years, so they're very rare. And you might ask the scientist, you know, how can you tell it's a bird? And the scientist will die. Yeah, but it's 
the laws of physics will change <laughs> dramatically and sometimes concepts, questions, ideas will become physically very overwhelming to the human body. And, and, that, and that's what it, that's and that's 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 the thing is that within that's that's how you poison me is that, you know, it's like the, it's like <laughs> it's like the apple. And, it's like the razor blade in the apple thing. Uh-huh. Instead of a razor blade, it's a little piece of paper that explains how the apple beasts work. Uh-huh. And then I just die. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, what is this? Oh, no. And then it's too late. It's I, I realize knowledge. it halfway through, but it's like, you know, yeah. it's too late by then. Yeah. Um, so that's how we'll kill each other. Yeah. Is Chris will launch, will, will we'll carry, carry me into a pit of, of beetles. beetles. And you will snow white me. With uh, an apple that destroys him with information <laughs> his mind cannot comprehend. Mm-hmm. That makes him drop dead. Yeah. So thanks for asking, uh, <laughs> listeners. And, th- you know, thank thanks nobody. Yeah, thanks nobody. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask another question. Let's do another question. All right. Okay. Let's see what we got here. I have ADD and take amphetamine for it. Should I be going to the sketchy part of town to stockpile a supply of the goody good before Obama fights Jeff Bezos? Will? I have no... Did we do a bit where we said Obama would fight no, Jeff I, Bezos? No, I, I feel like they're just extrapolating a kind of thing that might happen in the world to come, which you should never do. Yeah, I don't like that at because all. Because you don't know. Yeah. We know. Stop acting like you know things. This We are your one and only connection to God. Yeah. And anyone who tells you otherwise or implies otherwise is an outsider, and they deserve to be shunned if not killed. This I is say, a cult. I say killed. This is a cult. Yeah. And I can't believe you've questioned the completeness of our insight. Yeah. To suggest that you know that Obama and Jeff Bezos are, are at some point going to get into some kind of tussle and that we don't know that. Mm-hmm. Because, of course they are. But you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, you, yeah, you, you, you do one good guess and you think you're fucking God. Yeah, fuck We're you. God. Yeah, dude. Nobody. <laughs> What was the fucking question? The question was basically, should I uh, go buy a bunch of meth because oh. there's not going to be ADD pills in the apocalypse? Well, nobody, um, tell us what is what's your insight on this? <laughs> yeah. Do you um, have any thoughts on on this particular subject? I think that's a no. Yeah. I'm not hearing no. anything. <laughs> that's probably just like, this is a silly question. And I don't want to answer it. Let's see if we can contact <laughs> another spirit, though. Okay. Maybe nobody is gone. Spirits. Yeah, let's see if we can get there. Currently present in this room. There is a there is a spirit occupancy in this room. If you could kind of get in here, we need a third mic for our podcast. What's your name, spirit? I know you're in here, you piece of shit. I mean, look, I'm not sure, but I kind of feel like I just heard William. That kind, that, that music sound yeah. sort of sounded like a William. Yeah. Let me just ask what your name is one more time. What's your name? Wait. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What? I just heard Chris. I think I figured out what's going on here. Oh, my God. In the future, our psychic abilities become so vastly powerful that at this very moment, we are project. We are doing a podcast after the apocalypse and projecting our consciousness consciousnesses back into this room now, Chris, at this very moment, with with the power of this spirit box, we've just discovered 
the key to our own psychic abilities. <laughs> yeah. It's ourselves traveling through time <laughs> to teach us these things. Our visions are messages from ourselves in the future. I knew I was God. I knew you were God, too. <laughs> I had no idea that I was. <laughs> we're both God, it turns out. But your out. beard was convincing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is insane. This is, we, we're our own third mic. Whoa. This is this is the best it's ever been. Hell yeah, this is meta as fuck, dude. I love this. Okay, so what's the so so yeah, so like what's the deal? Like is this person going to need amphetamines? Or should they start getting amphetamines now? What should they do about their medication? Jump. <laughs> I heard jump and I heard working. Yeah, I feel like we're missing some information. Chris, I think Dear I, heard, Chris well, I, heard, I heard jump and work it, so I assume that whatever the answer is, it's some sort of like 80s pump-up style workout dance song. Oh, Kristen Will, um, <laughs> are you, okay, so, hey Kristen Will. Yeah. How, in what way will we be able to, in the future, will we be able to exercise our way into no longer needing <laughs> medication for our ADHD? Will there be any sort of, like, like how can we jump and work it because into like, being cured? Yeah, like some sort of, like, jazzercise type situation that cures ADD. Can you tell us any of the steps of this magic dance right. or what? I'm getting nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting nothing from this bit. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm getting nothing from this bit. I love the concept of it so fucking <laughs> that, that much. We're talking to ourselves from the future. Yeah. And I want, I want to keep trying. It's very funny. The idea that we're contacting ourselves from the future and like the, it's just an eighties fucking <laughs> pump it up workout video. That's our big message. It's just like jump and work it. It's just like, so it's just like people with perms and big headbands doing like, uh, <laughs> calisthenics to music. Hey, Chris and Will. Yeah. Um, what what should our listener do about amphetamines in the world to come? I already said this. You gotta you gotta jump and work. It. I don't know if I if I'm understanding <laughs> that though. I feel like I need more information than that. ID. I heard bubble tea. Yeah, I'm hearing a, a lot of phrases that I'm not understanding. It's probably because I know what it is. It's that they're free associating because they can't think of a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just like saying shit. That's <laughs> what it is. That they can't think of a bit. Uh, oh man. Oh well, no. There's so you. There's two options. Either a get really into like 80s style dance workout. Uh huh. And maybe kind of get all of your excess energy out in that form, or right. get a uh, bubble tea, but the bubbles are full of meth. Right. And, and that's something about I heard the word ID. Something gonna, about you're that. Gonna, you're going to need your ID in order to buy meth in the apocalypse. Yeah. Cuz it will be legal but you have to be at least 18. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's what I heard. Maybe it wasn't ID, maybe it was 18. Mm. You need to be an eight, you need to be 18 or older to drink this uh, methamphetamine you, you, bubble yeah, tea. You might, you might need to be 18 years or older to do this dance cuz it's a little spicy. It's a sexy dance. It's a pretty sexy dance and it's going to give you <laughs> rockin' abs. <laughs> And also, I guess, make your ADD go away. <laughs> I guess that was the point. Well, thanks, Chris and Will. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your input. Um, You've given just as much information as you always have. Yeah. <laughs> 
Can, can, do we have any other questions that we can pose to these I'm sure future versions of ourselves? Let me, let me check back on some of the Instagram questions I saved. What will art be like in the world to come? Can people still draw and paint? Tell us about uh, art in the world to come, Chris and Will. I really just like the phrasing of, can people still draw and paint? <laughs> There's something about that that tickled me. Say no more. Oh, I, I just, I just heard a very nice sing. That's but, but, true. But, but there no will more. Still... No more is interesting. That's interesting. So there, there will be no more art in the world to come. But people will still be singing, apparently. Right, but it won't be art. Oh. It'll be combat. I mean, you know, to launch off this a little bit, it's this idea that we've kind of formed by association from what the thing said. Uh huh. Is I've I have oft received visions of the hordes of battle dancers. I that, have that will to roam the wasteland. Yeah. In the apocalypse, the idea that you would devote your precious, precious free time of your possibly incredibly short life to something as frivolous as drawing a little picture. Right. That's insane. Yeah. But that's that that urge is still in us as human beings, so it finds ways of kind of expressing itself mm-hmm. through, uh, like. You know, through utility, right? And and there is not, and there's gonna be, and here's the thing: you go, you go long enough without art, and you hear a horde of battle dancers singing a hymn, and it's the first music you've ever heard, mm-hmm. and it's this thing that it's it's this it's this, it's this beautiful resplendent noise, but coming from something that you understand means certain death. That's intimidating. That's very intimidating. That is like, the, not only are these things going to kill me, but I can tell that they have like a deeper connection to the universe than I do. And that, yeah. that, that, that's how you break someone. That's how, that, that's how you scare off an enemy is by letting them know how fucking deep you are. Right. Which yeah. is the reason I make art. Right. It's why, it's why I, I, I do all of my, uh, I bring, I bring poetry and cigarettes to all my street brawls. That's yeah. And that's why I sit in cafes with my laptop open and uh, a pack of um, American spirits mm-hmm. on the table is because I need people to know that I'm deep for right. self-defense reasons. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still the same. It's still, you know, it's still a wall that you're putting up to protect yourself from the exactly. world. Exactly. Art will still be really the same, but also very utilitarian. Mm-hmm. It'll be for... It'll be to accomplish something that's much more concrete than it currently is. Right now, it's to, I don't know, make up for your terrible personality. But in the world to come, it's going to maybe, I don't know, make up for your soft underbelly. Right, exactly. You can project a wall of sound powerful and firm enough to deflect a sword. That's probably good. That's probably good if you can do that. It's greater than armor. And if it's beautiful at the same time, people won't even want to hurt you. Mm Mm-hmm. They'll be so enamored by the beauty of your wall of sound. Imagine a seven-foot-tall battle god wielding two broadswords in each hand, uh, just cutting a swath across a battlefield of non-responsive enemies as the most beautiful operatic fucking song emanates from their throat. Imagine. Billion decibels. Imagine a minotaur. (laughs) Ironclad armor. (laughs) A helmet made of fire and iron. And iron. Covered in iron. <laughs> Tramping and stamping across the wasteland, slaughtering everything its way, and doing the Macarena. 
Imagine a weaponized Macarena. <laughs> it's the Macarena, but every time you do a hand movement, movement, you just throw a knife. That's <laughs> just like. Imagine, imagine someone doing the Cotton Eye Joe <laughs> towards you at a hundred <laughs> at a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> Doing the just like rocks Joe. and rubble kicking up in the back and the behind them as they zoom towards you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the idea of doing the the Cotton Eye Joe at someone. Yeah. <laughs> just... just like Gangnam style, but you're getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> just... <laughs> let's, all right, let's do the let's do this bit again, but this time say electric slime. <laughs> There's real electricity. Everybody, just... clap your hands eardrums shattered yeah everybody clap your hands which is a gunshot (laughs) (laughs) you will want to avoid middle school dances at all costs where did you come from cotton eye joe hell (laughs) (laughs) and you're gonna be left knowing you're gonna you're gonna be left wondering where did you come from and where did you go where did he go no one ever found the body That song is tragic. Where'd you come from? Where did you go? I can't see him. We've lost visual <laughs> on the target. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe appears behind you, slits your throat, disappears into the shadows. Cotton Eye Joe is a Steven Seagal hero. Where did you come from? <laughs> like, Where did, did you, you go? We've lost visual on Cotton Eye Joe. We've lost visual on Cotton Eye Joe. No joy on the package. No joy on the package. This is a good Halloween question. Mm. It's a nice Halloween. This is Halloween adjacent. I recently realized that I want to be a costuming major, and that makes me ask, will making garments or sewing be of any use in the world to come? Are there any spirits? Uh, uh, spirits. There are spirits. There are spirits, spirits currently in the room right now who are definitely here for sure. Um, identify yourself. We want to speak to you about garment making in the world to come. What's your name? Edward. Well, Edward, it's a pleasure to meet you. We want to talk to you about fashion post-apocalypse. What do you think will be the most valuable way to apply one's skills as a seamstress? What is the best possible thing you can do with a needle and thread? The tentacles? That's a good point. (laughs) If you can sew tentacles, the tentacles, to your body... That's a very useful skill. Where, but 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 Edward, where do you where do you suggest we find the tentacles? I kind of just heard heaven. <laughs> there, listen to me. <laughs> there is only one way to acquire the tentacles. <laughs> You the mu- tentacles. You must breach the walls of the kingdom of God. <laughs> you In- gotta go to Big Pimpin's house. <laughs> you, you gotta go. You gotta. You gotta break into the holy kingdom, kick uh, down Big Pimpin's door, and, and demand say, the tentacles. The tentacles. And he'll be like, "Oh hell no! I know you just didn't, you didn't just kick in my door to get my tentacles." And he's gonna come at you with his with his a uh, uh, cane blade. Yep. He's gonna pull it out. You'll have to do battle with the Lord. Yep. And then you'll, you'll, I'm assuming you'll, you'll beat him, you know, and you'll figure out how that's going to work. You just got to watch out for his strong backhand. He yeah. is <laughs> big pimpin'. He in the is world big pimpin'. He'll be able to slap the, the hoe right off your tits. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, you do that, and then you beat God in a fight, and you get the tentacles, and then I'm assuming that you can do something with them. You then you apply them to this dress in some way, shape, or form, and that'll be good for you. <laughs> that'll be worth you killing God for. You know? You know, you're going to put the tentacles on the dress, and I think that from there, their use will be self-evident. I think <laughs> I'm really glad Edward was able to help us out with this yeah. one because I never would have come up with that, you know? Yeah. I don't think without ever this Edward, this bit would have gone into the realm of us killing God. No, or taking the tentacles from him. <laughs> taking the ten- killing God in order to accessorize a dress for reasons beyond our, our understanding. The tentacles. The tentacles. You know. The not, tentacles. Not a set of tentacles. No, not some tentacles. These tentacles. The tentacles. God's personal tentacles. Edward, do you have anything else to add uh, regarding taking uh, the tentacles from Big Pimp and G-O-Double-D? <laughs> God's cock? Is that what I just heard? I mean, that's the... That's, that's the... That's the... Te- that's the... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the bit that's that's god's big secret (laughs) that's the tentacles is his penis across the wasteland long have stories been told of 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 the fabled holy tentacles but this the the secret of their purpose and origin and form is is not known to even to to even the most connected of holy men and you're gonna go up there to fight god and you're gonna demand to see the tentacle He's just gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna unzip his pants, and he's going to reveal his penises. And it's gonna be an uncomfortable couple of minutes, but then you're gonna take a good look at his dick, and you're gonna be like, you know what, that would look good on my dress. Yep, I'm gonna go through with this. And, and then you, you kill God, and you cut off his, you cut his, off his, his cock, his, his penises, you cut off his dick and balls, and you sew it to your dress, and that's a powerful look. That's it. It's just a good look. You just, you just have an enormous, like the size of a mountain, glowing cock attract. <laughs> attached to your burlap sack dress and people are going to respect that that's yeah, high fashion that, they're gonna stay the fuck away from you <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna have to it's 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 the size of a mountain and as hot as the sun yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that we answered that question so well so well so more thoroughly than we ever have i think that <laughs> there's this is a wh- lot of specific detail thanks edward they're gonna so yeah so uh how are you gonna be able to uh, you sewing step one kill god step two uh castrate him yes and 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 use his glands um <laughs> his glands for all sorts of fashion purposes the tentacles <laughs> the tentacles um do we have another question i'm sure we do i have a habit of grinding my teeth and i've chipped them a couple of times as well what will dentistry seem like in the apocalypse will dentists still be a thing Edward, if you're still here with us, what will dentistry be like in the world to come? I heard bones. I heard tickling. <laughs> They're gonna. Well, hey, what, what, what? Hey, you know, if you think about it, what, what is a dentist's job other than to tickle your bones? That's true. That's very true. And that's how it's going to work in the apocalypse. 
They're going to tickle your. You're going to tickle. You're going to tickle little teeth, and it's going to fucking stupid. They're going to. They're going to giggle themselves back into place. This stupidest fucking thing ever. It's going to be very cute. It's going to be very sweet and cute. You know what? Yeah, it looks. Hey, hey, hey. Sometimes it's sweet and cute. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be all 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 body horror and and mutations and knives and guns and swords. Sometimes the dentist just goes on your teeth and just and they giggle and they go back to where they're supposed to be. It's nice, okay? Is that a problem, Will? I mean, teeth aren't... <laughs> teeth actually aren't bones. Shut the fuck up, Will! <laughs> Shut the fuck up! They're, they're not. I heard this recently. I said that teeth were bones, and my girlfriend was like, what? And I was like, are they... What? They're outside bones. I think we talked about this on and the podcast. And he was like, no, they're not. They're... That's... It, they're not made... They're obviously not. And I'm like, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Because if they were bones, when they broke, they would heal. Ah, that's, that's a good point, yeah. And it would hurt, like, to touch them, probably. Look. I don't know. I see a teeth, and I say, I look at it, and I say, that's a bone. I never see a teeth, because teeth is plural. <laughs> I, I've never seen a I teeth. I look at a teeth, and I say, that's a bone. <laughs> because look at them. They're I'll... white, they're hard, they're on your skull. It's a bone. That's Fuck true. You. Yeah, that's why my penis is also a bone. Yeah. White, <laughs> hard, and on your skull. It's, it's, it's hard and small. Hey. Hey. Don't don't disrespect my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> Life in the world to come. Will's got a small dick. Our next question. This, <laughs> is, uh, this is a defamation. I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you for saying I have a small penis. I love that. <laughs> I hope you do, just so that someone can make a movie about it I'm gonna... a couple <laughs> years later. I'm going to I'm gonna make you sign an NDA, and then I'm going to show you my penis. And you'll know how foolish you've been. And then you won't be able to tell anybody how big it is, because it's so big. And I, you will you will have assigned, assigned an agreement not to say. I'm going to look at your penis, and I'm not going to go know how to react. That's true. I'm not going to know what I'm looking at. I'm like, well, I don't... I, because like, you've never seen a penis before. I, I'm going to look at your penis and be like, well, like, this. like, I don't... There is literally no information that I can take from what I'm seeing right now other than the fact that it isn't small. I'm... I, I, I don't... I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is about this bit, but it's bothering me. You don't like to talk about your dick. Is that true? I don't think you do. I feel I, like I, I love to talk about my dick. Not <laughs> on the podcast. No, you, you you don't like them thinking about your dick. That is absolutely true. <laughs> that is absolutely fucking true. Yeah, that's no good. That's not what you're into. No, no. Hi, let's do a new question. Hi, that's Chris probably a good idea. Hi, Chris and Will. This is the last, this is the final question. This is the last question of the show. We're going to be, we're going to be uh, canceling the show after this. Yeah, it's about time. Um, hi, Chris and Will. A few years ago, I got really into ciphers, specifically replacement codes. I sunk a huge amount of time into solving bullshit codes before I realized it was all useless and stopped. Will it be less useless in the world to come? Will there be a use for codes after the event? Spirits! Tell, tell us about secret codes and ciphers. <laughs> the sound. What do you think about what do you, what do you think about codes? <laughs> Tell us about codes. I, I think we just surprised the ghost with our presence. <laughs> I think we just jump scared this ghost. 
this ghost was like existing on a different plane of reality and like we popped into it and it's like what do you th- th- what do you think about codes ah. <laughs> tell us about the codes four four that's it four four that's a code figure it out <laughs> <laughs> what's the bits that solved the cipher that's it figure it out for imagine what does ima- it mean it's imagine you're you're on a you're on you're on a battleship the year <laughs> the year is is, is 1941 <laughs> you're you 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 sit at your at your at your uh at your your radios at your radio station in, uh, interpreting signals from the nazi enigma machine <laughs> <laughs> a transmission comes through a pr- it slowly prints out the four. number four. <laughs> it's just the number four. <laughs> These damn Nazi code. <laughs> like damn what Nazi ciphers. <laughs> like, what could this possibly mean? <laughs> All right. Just Alan Turing tearing his hair out. Just like... <laughs> We never develop computers in this alternate universe. I love this. I love this. Spirits, tell us more about this code that you're talking about. The secret code. I just heard 11. <laughs> 4, 11. 4, 11. 3. 4, 11, 3, what? 4, 11, 3, what, spirits? <laughs> I heard so much there. You know what I heard? What? Ah! <laughs> was that the number one or that was? I I I I just said you know what I you know what I just heard and the spirit box replied what? <laughs> but what I heard a second ago was the world to come is here. <laughs> that's what I heard. I swear to God, that's what it said. Is. Is the has the world to come arrived? Is it started? Is, is the it, event what are you happening? saying? <laughs> is that what four eleven oh, three God, means? I hope it is. What a cliffhanger that would be for this episode. Is what does four eleven oh, three? Oh God! April eleventh. Oh my God! Wait, we got it. We have the date of the event. April eleventh, three years from now. Oh my God! Holy shit! There's not a funny joke I can make off of that, but that's fucking crazy. Wow, Spirits. spooky. Four eleven three. <laughs> Is that when the world ends? I think that's a yes. I think that's got to be a yes. Spirits. If the world ends on April 11th, three years from now, give us a sign that we're correct about it. That was a yes. That's just a, just, that a, just a guy up, saying yeah. That was a straight up yes. All right. All right. April so, 11th, uh, uh, 20, 2024. You know what the most tragic part of that is? What? The world's going to end right before 420. Oh. You're not even going to get in one last 420 before it all goes up in flames. Well, them's the ropes. Them's the ropes. Hey. What hey, what a note to end the episode on. What a revelation. We're gonna we've we've 
cracked it. Act asking about the specifics of the event since the beginning of this podcast, and yeah. this is the closest they've ever gotten to actual information. Four eleven, three years from now. That's when the world will end. It's longer than I thought it would be. It's yeah, I thought it was I hoped, sooner. To be yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Let's actually keep track of that. Okay, folks who are listening, I want you to know that this is the only piece of canon <laughs> information. information. Yeah, everything else has always just been a bit right up <laughs> until is, now. This is the only thing the world will end on April eleventh, twenty twenty four. Write that down. Remember it. If anybody asks. When do Chris and Will say it's going to happen? Tell them. April 11th, 2024. All right. That's it. Let's end the podcast. No more jokes, no bits. That's it. That's it. That's, Thank you for tuning in to Life in the World to Come. We're just ending on cool, spooky information. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash life in the world to come. Well, you can. Purchase a comebag at life in the world to come dot big cartel dot com. Well, you can. Uh... Uh, 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 that was that. Yeah. Intro and outro music is uh, uh, we, uh, we Are the Hellhounds by the Taxpayers. This is. This is it. This is a podcast. And we love you. No. That's true. We don't love you. Goodbye. See you in three years. <laughs> <laughs> um.